views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, they will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Theme Park Blueprints. Welcome back to the United States, Drew. How you doing? Good, good, good. It's been a while since we've done one of these. It has. I mean, you came back and, you know, we kind of had to relax. Hurricane Matthew kind of came through here. It makes it a little difficult. But um, while you were gone, I I put out the word on Reddit. Hopefully uh, gained us some new... Uh, listeners and got some feedback um, about the, kind of the show in general. So we're not, I'm not going to say it in this, we're not going to talk about it in this episode per se, um, mainly because you and I are planning on going to Horror Nights tonight. So we want to get this show done and recorded. So um, everybody, welcome to Theme Park Blueprints. Um, this is our Whenever We Can Record podcast where we choose a park and then decide it's future so we kind of plan out the park realistically we don't you know nothing crazy nothing no outrageous. no 500 foot looping giga coaster would inverts oh no no not nothing like that but uh everything kind of, we keep it realistic um to the park so um analyzing trends in the industry trends that are similar parks are building things like that i'm really curious to see how our show's going to change come next month after come, IAPA. I, after IAPA, yeah. So, but anyway, um, I am one half of the hosts here. I'm one half of the theme park guides. My name is Ryan. Across from me, through the internets, and on the other side of town is Drew the Intern. Yeah, this is right. Uh, not, not the other half of the theme park guides. No, not the half of the theme park guides. Uh, I am one third of the in the loop trifecta. Uh, with that in the loop trifecta, I mean, I guess there's there's a lot more of us than three. The in the loop podcast is myself and two others, but there's probably like six of us that are dedicated in the loopers mm-hmm. that get that uh, site up and running. Good YouTube channel. Um, but hello, we're not here to talk about our other jobs. We're here to talk about our Batman gigs. And that is Theme Park Blueprints. Theme Park Blueprints. So uh, this is episode number 10. We've made it to the Big Ten. Um, I think I- more interesting than the Big Ten is that we've made it to 2,000 downloads. Oh, I know. It's I'm, I'm impressed with that. I did not think we'd ever make it there, and we did. And so uh, thank you. Um, tell your friends. Let's make it to... Let's, before we know it, let's make it to 5,000. Mm-hmm. And then we would equal about what one in the loop show does. So hopefully we can get there on a on a on a total basis of downloads for us. Uh, but this episode here, um, we're going to get right into it. Let's let's talk about Kings Island. This is the park you and I have spent a lot of time at, and we've also spent a lot of time at this together. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my fondest memories of Kings Island. Uh, came in 2011, I want to say 2011. Is that where the five of us packed into your car? Yeah, five of us packed into our car, and my car left, left Sandusky, like four Ohio, in the morning. 
at four o'clock in the morning. I have no idea why, but I'm always when I'm going to King's Island, I'm always getting there at open and I want to get there for like early entry mm-hmm. and stay for a night ride on the beach. So it's always a long day at King's Island. And you don't realize how long of a drive it is from Sandusky, Ohio down to Mason. It is no, the longest drive. It, it You could get to Kennywood quicker. You can get to Waldemere quicker. Mm-hmm. But, um, but everyone thinks of King's Island and Cedar Point being there like, theme parks that are close and they're not really that close and they're also not a very exciting drive oh no it's because there's if you're not familiar with ohio it's basically you've got kind of like a v or a y basically of highways you've got toledo to uh, columbus you've got cleveland to columbus and then columbus to cincinnati sandusky sits right in the middle of cleveland and toledo so you can either go one of the directions to the bigger city and hop on a highway or you can take back country roads straight south to eventually meet up with a highway to get to Columbus. And the backcountry roads, it's not it's not bad, but I will say it's annoying when you get to the small town that has a population of like 60 people and you got to go 25 miles an hour through the town mm-hmm. to get out of the town. always cops there. Cops there, railroad crossings. Uh, one time I was pulled over in Ohio uh, in such a small town that six months later when I called them because I totally forgot about the speeding ticket, they were like, oh, you're the guy who got pulled over by the gas station. <laughs> um they just remembered yeah but um that was a fun trip but the highlight of this trip was uh at the end of the night we were in line to ride beast for like the final ride nighttime and it we were sitting down in our train and um uh seatbelts are locked operators are about to put their thumbs up and the beast is always the last ride out at the end of the night because not only do people want to ride it at night but people also um uh it stops running for the fireworks mm-hmm. and then they have to clear the fireworks and then open back up. So we were, this is probably a good hour after park close that we're about to get on this thing and it starts downpouring and lightning comes within like millimeters of touching vortex. Yep. And we just look <laughs> at the operators and we give them the nod, like let's go. And they sent us out and we, it was pouring rain, pitch black darkness. And you just see lightning bolts striking the sky. Like, I'm pretty sure Vortex got struck and Windseeker got struck. And here we are flying through the woods on the beast on this crazy ride. All the lights were off. All the tunnel lights were off. We couldn't see where we were going. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, this lightning bolt would become flying around. <laughs> it was the most insane ride I've ever had on the beast. It was crazy. And nothing, nothing will match it. The only thing that came close was probably my first time ever there. It was on my 18th birthday back in 2004. And... We got onto the beast for ERT because it was their like fall fest um, event, their fear fest or whatever they were calling it. And we get up to the platform and Jeff Siebert goes, you guys have to sit in the back. So we sit in the back seat. We had already ridden it earlier that day. And we sit in the back seat and it's snowing out. It's like 35 degrees out and they're like, keep sending it. I've never been on a coaster while it was snowing out before. Yeah, that that I was gonna say we get off the ride. I was like, that was crazy. And and Ryan goes, well, many years ago there was one time I rode it uh, in the snow, so I think that wins. <laughs> uh, and then we all piled back in my car, all wet and, this uh, time, all soaking wet. And there was five of us, and none of us were the smaller of the type. Like we shoved five grown adults into my car. We sure did. <laughs> 
and uh, soaking wet, and we eventually made it back to Sandusky. All of us in time for us to to work the next day. Mm-hmm. The joys of working at a theme park and traveling to other theme parks. Yep. It was a good time. I think we all had... I think we all had classes the next morning. At least I had a class. I had like a 7 a.m. like cornerstone class. Oh, I don't think I had that. No. I was, I was, this is when I worked on the train. We didn't have any of those kind of things. Oh, see, this was my, um, I just processed, I, derailing off the subject. So Cedar Point, uh, when you worked there, at least when we worked there, you had two classes if you were a returner and a third class if it was your first year. And I took a year off, so I had to take the first year class again. And I scheduled all of my classes for the Sunday when I processed in on the Friday. And everyone was like, well, why'd you do that? You're supposed to have it the next day. And I was like, I'm going to Kings Island. (laughs) And they got so mad at me. You basically processed in, got your Cedar Point ID, didn't do any work, and then drove down to Kings Island and used it for free entry into the park. Yes. Before I started working. You could have gone back and quit Cedar Point and just gotten a free day out of Cedar Point, out of uh, Kings Island. (laughs) That is exactly what I could have done. (laughs) And they were pretty annoyed that I did it, but at the same time, it was like a system where you can change things around and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to know how to manipulate it. But So that was a good time at Kings Island. Uh, I have been back since then. Uh, I have too. I went back for um, just for for, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I was there this year. I was there last year, went to go ride Banshee. Um, Which we'll talk about. Yeah, we will talk about it. So I guess that gets into the next couple years at the park. Okay, so uh, we always go back five years, which makes for 2012. Um, This is the year they revamped their, what was it, Boomerang Bay? Was that what it was called? Yeah, I believe it was Boomerang Bay. Boomerang Bay, and they rethemed it to Soak City. Uh, which when they rethemed it to Soak City, they ended up adding a second wave pool, um, some sand volleyball courts, and then they revamped the Lazy River, and then basically everything got a different name. Um, looking at the, it looked like they added a bunch of, you know, little like umbrellas and made it more colorful, basically. Then, so that, that was a, that was a big move. And all, I'm pretty sure all the parks kind of did that. They, that was like the first step in rebranding all of the the old Paramount water parks to Soak City. Mm-hmm. And then 2013, they ended up adding Red's Hall of Fame Grill, which is the their only their first sit down um, establishment since they closed the International Restaurant in the 90s. Is that what it was called? International Restaurant. I mean, I knew exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's the, the one above the entrance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that closed in the 90s, and then this is over there by the Diamondback queue. It, um, we didn't go in when we were there this year, but it, it looked really nice. We had stuff we had to do, rides we had to ride. Um, also in 2013, they added the uh, the Sorrow Poseidon to uh, Dinosaurs Alive, which is, the, the I guess, the largest dinosaur? I don't know. At least they were still putting effort into Dinosaurs Alive. Yeah, I think they're the only... I mean, this is something we'll probably be corrected on this. But I believe they were the only Cedar Fair Park that after Dinosaurs Alive was put in, they still were tinkering with it and adding things and changing it up a little bit. Yeah, they kind of like touched up on it a little bit. Now it's in basic disrepair after that. 
But uh, 2014, this is uh, the next big news coming to Kings Island. That was Banshee, the addition of their uh, um, B&M invert coaster. Also really neat with Banshee was uh, the removal of Son of Beast and uh, changing that whole uh, revamp of the Action Zone Midway area. Yeah. And the added Banshee Twist ice cream. I didn't even see that. Um, But, yeah, Banshee... um... I was looking forward to it. Um, I'm pretty much sure everybody was looking forward to it because it's what it's the longest of the BNM inverts, um, and it didn't have a mid course, which is a weird practice that BNM has been kind of falling on lately. And it was just underwhelming to me. That's exactly how I feel, and I I think it has to do with the fact that it was the first invert with the new vest restraints. Um, Yes, that was the first time I ever experienced those new vests. And then the second and third time I got to experience those vests were on Gatekeeper and Valraven um, later in that trip. Um, And Banshees were by far the worst. I felt that they kind of hugged on to you and then they kind of it tightened a little bit and didn't let go. And it's, it's besides Viper at Darien Lake, it's the only coaster that I've ever felt claustrophobic on. Yeah, you are not set up for Darien Lake's Viper. No, that, there's something different about those trains. They sit a little deeper, and I guess I'm at the perfect height of my torso to where that harness comes down and pushes against me, and that is a park that loves to staple people so they don't have a Superman accident again. So it was not a good day. Yeah, I like the fact that you, you I mean, this is tangent after tangent, but you called <laughs> that that was going to happen. You sit down and it happens, and then you look at us and you're just like, "See, I told you that was going to happen." Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, Stop. "Do you just want to get off?" And you're like, "No, nah, too late now." Too late now because they're not going to help you out in any way. But Banshee, um, back to Banshee. It's for me the best word that can describe Banshee is it's just swoopy, swoopy, swoopy. It just kind of floats ever effortlessly through all the elements. It doesn't really have much of a punch. Like, it has speed, there's forces, but I felt everything, it just kind of floats through everything. It's very floaty. Everything is so big on that mm-hmm. ride. Um, I really like the first drop, and I, I I dig the first couple elements. The first drop, the little, like, dive loop there, and then the vertical loop through the lift. I think that's all really cool. And, I mean, you can't even really complain about any of the specific elements besides the very slow roll at the very end. I thought that was the best part. Oh, it wasn't a fan. And the other thing's neat about it is that it hits at ma- its max speed in the middle of the Batwing. See, it's it's a it's a ride where I th- it's a general public ride is what it really it comes down to. It's a general public ride. If I had never been on Raptor or you know Montu or Alpengeist or any of the Batmans, it probably would have been fantastic. But I had been on those, and they're that much better. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, and. It's I mean, odd we share that opinion because the legend and I do not share that opinion. He really is all on Banshee's nuts, and I, I could name several inverts that I like better than that. I can name several ones that I've been on with you that I liked better. I just look at it and I was like, Meh. I mean, my dog's I mean, named after you didn't a better na- yeah, one. I was gonna say you didn't name your dog Banshee. <laughs> I do so. love Alpengeist. I mean, the area is beautiful. I, th- I think what they did, and then they had the Eternal Flame for Son of Beast. I thought that was great. Like, Was it burning when you were there? Because it was w- totally out when I was there. 
it was burning as far as I remember. Uh, Don Helbig has done a great job um, at that park with their PR and everything. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, everybody that got off the ride seemed to love it. So it's a general public ride. They also have the weird thing that Cedar Fair does on their new rides that totally blows my mind. The whole, no, you can't wait for this specific row. You sit where I tell you to sit. Mm-hmm. Carowinds has it on Fury. Ruguru had it at the beginning of the year. Val Raven had it. And uh, Banshee has it. And it's amazing to me, like, a couple years in, they're still, you got to sit where you sit. Like, I know Maverick started that way, but then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we in, stopped. We stopped that. Three years in, we were like halfway through. We're like, I'm so sick of all of these complaints. Who cares? And we just stopped it, and it no longer continued. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting how like some rides have that culture, and they're just always like, "That's how it is." Like Wicked Twister, that's just how it is. Wicked Twister assigned seats. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's just um, some rides just do that for some unknown reason. But I, I didn't understand why. It wasn't like I felt like their station was particularly big. That being said, I didn't enter their station through their normal entrance. I, I uh, remember I remember this story. It was the odd story of the girlfriend has an EpiPen and her medical bag had to get a handicap pass in order to come through the line. And we had to board through like the handicap entrance. I will say, off on a another little tiny little tangent here, I think... I am so sick of parks and their some rides have locker policies, some rides have bins, some rides just bring everything with you. Um, I'm getting really sick of that. I I think everybody needs to look at Universal at how they do it, and they need to do do it a Universal style. That needs to become a, an industry standard. If you don't want the bag on it, you need to have a locker for you to do it, and the locker should be free. Exactly. I think Europa Park did it best, actually. Europa Park, hands down, trumped Universal with their locker stuff. If the bag could ride with you, the bag rode with you. If not, there were many of automatic bins in the station that you just put your thing in. And as the train left, the door on those bins closed. And the next train's bin opened. And if the ride had a separate unload and load station, on your way out, you walked past the backside of the bins. And, um... So you would be able to grab your things out that way that, while a different train's bin was open in the front side. So it doesn't require a person at all. doesn't require a person. It was completely automatic. Nice. I like that. And then the ride that had a locker, the lockers also had backsides to them too. So the lockers were in the queue and you would scan your, lo- your pass. The locker would pop open and then you would scan your ticket on your way back and the backside of your locker popped open and you got your stuff out in the gift shop. Clever, clever, clever. So oh, it was very clever. Let's let's bring that technology here to the states. But anyway, let's move on with what's been going on at Kings Island. Uh, so after Banshee in 2014, they went to 2015 and added in Snoopy's space buggies and Woodstock gliders. Don't know which ones those are, but they added in a um, couple, a couple little. Uh, yeah, Woodstock gliders. Those are flyers. Okay. Um, Snoopy Space Buggy. It's a little kid flat ride that spins around. And you look like little spaceships going around. It's kind of right. like a Hampton, but it bounces up and down a little bit. Okay. So they just add to their um their famous kids area. Yeah. 
Sorry. And I don't think they even took anything out for those too, which is kind of neat. They've always been that it's a great kids area. Um, just be careful going into that bathroom because you don't know what you're going to see. Oh, two dicks and an ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kids pull their pants right down to their ankles to pee in a urinal. Be prepared. I don't really know how that happened, but uh, we we walked in there and you and I <laughs> saw <laughs> three kids with their pants at their ankles. Two of them were facing the sinks and one was tasting the toilet. So we saw two dicks and an ass. And it's not the first time that's happened in that bathroom. So, and it's only like that bathrooms. So mm-hmm. just just be careful. Um, this year, 2016. Well, actually, we're at the end of this year now. Um, they added in Tropical Plunge to their water park, and they also revamped the. Um, they did a bunch of kind of little revamping. They they uh, revamped the Toll Plaza. Um, I guess one of the first aid booths buildings got redone the um the whole road out front was getting redone there's a lot of construction and cones everywhere when i was there um but yeah just kind of it's i guess the city of mason was doing a bunch of uh, beautification stuff and so they kind of went with it as well and then 2017 has been announced already so over by diamondback and the rivertown area Going over top of the Kings Island and Miami Valley Railroad and Whitewater Canyon. It's going to be Mystic Timbers. What's in the Shed. And uh, Winterfest is returning to Kings Island. Yeah. So this is kind of an odd thing with the fact that they announced Winterfest coming next year. I feel like that was something that they could have announced earlier, early next year. Yes, I think so. It's, As another it's, push for selling season passes, or better yet, an upgrade. Like, oh, you got the the the, the season pass. We'll update to your gold pass, and this includes Winterfest. Because what? Um, twenty seventeen is the first. No, this year, this winter is going to be the first Winterfest over in uh, California's Great America. Correct? Yeah. Also odd to me, they announced three more Winterfests, and the one in California hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, because wasn't that supposed to be the test Mm -hmm. park, and then they just kind of went with it anyway? Yeah, it seems like they did. Oh, well. So So that leads us to a couple um, years into the future, where there's nothing written down in this outline. We need to fill those spots. That we do. That we do. So... Let's get right into 2018. I have plenty of ideas for this park. Um, we were talking today if we were going to do Kings Island or Kings Dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my response was Kings Island has such a more exciting future. It does. I mean, it's you guys have mentioned it plenty of times and in the loop. You really have those three tier of Cedar Fair parks. You've got the top tier. You've got the bottom tier. And then you have Kings Dominion, which is sitting by itself in the middle. And it and it's funny because Carowinds was also sitting in that tier, mm-hmm. and and Carowinds is not in that tier anymore, not at all. So, let's let's take a look around and see what we could potentially add in for 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you're building the big coaster, but it's not the biggest coaster out there. But sadly, it's the biggest coaster coming in 2017 to at least America. 
Mm, I kind of think there's something in Texas that's a little bigger myself. So. But I agree. It's one of the biggest coasters coming into North America. It looks like Cedar Fair's biggest investment of that year, minus hotel renovations. Can can I just put out that I hope that the shed, whatever's in the shed, is kind of the start of Cedar Fair's foray into theming events and stuff like that. Because I, as much as I would love to see it be a complete, like, you know, animatronics maybe, or some sort of tilted drop with, a, you know, like Gringotts or a drop track, like everyone's thinking, you know, that has stuff going on, maybe a screen, maybe lights and flashes and stuff. It could very well just be a dark room that just drops and you go on. Because we all know Cedar Fair. So you think something's actually really going to happen? I think something's going to happen. I don't know. It's such weird marketing. Uh, It wouldn't shock me if nothing happens. And what's in the shed is just kind of like the hashtag uh, nothing faster and stuff like that. Like that's just the hashtag they went with. No, I don't don't think you can do that. Um, You can't advertise something inside of a building and have it be nothing. I mean, how often does Cedar Fair shit on its fans? They shit on their fans all the time. Um, look, I mean, just look at the the rendered video of Maverick versus real life Maverick. Uh huh. I mean, sure, they claim all that was added in by the company that made the animation of the ride. That was a lot of thematic elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I'm I'm going to go back to Mystic Timbers here. This is my personal guess: is that we are going to get a Gringotts style tilt and then a drop down and it's going to come back up and then go into the break run. Hmm. That's my personal guess to what it is. I don't think it's going to be just your standard drop track because it's been done. There's no reason to kind of advertise it. If that was, if it was just a standard drop, I would just kind of let it go and then let it be that surprise instead of trying to hype something up that's already been done. I have a weird idea for you. Okay. What's up? I think the entire track, you're going to pull into the shed, right? Mm-hmm. And do you remember what they were sort of hyping was a potential for the Smiler? Was where it? the whole track spun in an inversion? So you're you're saying the train goes in to the shed, maybe door closes behind shed or whatever, train locks to track, and then the track does a revolution, 360 barrel line, you know, barrel roll spin stops back in the upright and then continues back into the station or wherever yes. it goes after that? Yes. That could be something different. I never even thought of that. That's been what I've thought all along. And Adam's not giving any. Adam claims he doesn't know, which part of me thinks that means there's nothing going on in there besides theming animate, like animatronics and screens and all that or stuff. Or Adam's just really good, or he's really held to an NDA. I mean... Oh, I know he already is. He held, He's very much held to an NDA, but... I, I will say, when I many times I've talked to Adam, and he's known a question, and he's known the answer, he always blows the answer off. For his, He's never been like, I don't know. He just doesn't even respond, and he'll move on. 
But this time he just said, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. He's like, they won't tell us. This is a new way for him to get you off his back. That is true. So. All right. Well, let's let's actually move on to 2018. I um, think. I do have a get prediction for 2017 also. Okay. What is it? All season fast lane is coming to Kings Island. Dorney Park tested it at the end of the season last year. Um, Kings Island is normally the, the park that tests all of the new cool things. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking all season fast lane coming to Kings Island. I could see that. Yeah. I could I could definitely see an all season fast lane because they've already got the fun picks they've already got the um, season long dining, um, so yeah I could I could definitely see season long fast lane. Um, uh, do you have maybe an idea of a price range at all for that something like I, that? I don't have a clue. I kind of like the idea of uh, fast lane after four, like how Universal has it. Give the locals a thing to do after work. Oh, I like that. Um, I could actually see that as like another, instead of saying, we're going to sell you just fast lane season long, actually have like another tier of like the pass. Um, maybe not for 2017, but maybe for like 2018, like have a platinum pass plus. Mm-hmm. And that actually, when you're at the parks after 4 p.m., it includes, you know, your fast lanes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like once per day um, meal option. Like mm-hmm. give it a full a full day, you know, a full plus. I I totally see it, but I think all season fast lanes coming. I don't know what the value is on it. Fast lane at Kings Island is usually a little bit cheaper than Cedar Points. Uh, they also tend to also do the whole less are sold than Cedar Point, so you kind of get a better value on that. Like, I know if you get Fastlane at Cedar Point, you're, you're riding Millennium Force, you are, um, you're waiting probably 15, 20 minutes. Diamondback, you go right up into the station and get right on it. Cedar, Cedar Point has always had the longest of the pay-to-get-on-quick lines. And it's crazy because people complain about how expensive it is, but really you don't even get that value from it. They could jack it up 30 bucks more and mm-hmm. sell less. And I think it would be a better value. So I don't know, maybe maybe like four hundred dollars for an all season thing. Good, yeah. Um But let's uh let's go ahead and move on to um twenty eighteen here and see what's what we're thinking might happen. I'm personally thinking that we're gonna go flat. Um I, I think we are too. I don't I mean, we're obviously getting um the co- the ride that Cedar Fair is putting in and with Mystic Timbers. Um, it's one of the bigger coasters being added in for um, 2017 into um, the United States. Um, so I feel that we're going to get a, a nice flat ride. I don't I know, totally agree. I don't know um, what it, it's I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if you maybe you have an idea of what it might be. I know exactly what I want it to be. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be the same thing as Skyhawk at Canada's Wonderland. Okay. Um, it's like the sky. It's like the the Starflyer that you can kind of spin yourself. Yeah, around, it's right? it's it's the Gerslauer. Um, it's the Gerslauer like spinny flippy thing. Mm-hmm. I think I could totally see what it's what it 
totally see it. It's a Gerslauer Sky Roller. The Sky 100, Roller, okay. 135 feet tall in the air. Um, now, here's my thing with this. This is very similar to King's Island's Flight Commander. Um, if you guys don't know about Flight Commander... There's some history behind that ride. Yes, uh, it's it's actually... A dark day in Kings Island. It's called Black Sunday because three people died at Kings Island in the same in the same day, actually. Uh June 9th, nineteen ninety one. Uh a lady fell out it was I believe that we found that she was intoxicated, uh-huh. fell out of uh her uh passed out, spun the ride upside down, and accidentally fell out of the ride and fell to her death. And then also on the same day, people jumped into the lagoon over by their Viking ship ride um, and got electrocuted. But Flight Commander looked awesome. Yeah, I mean, just looking at pictures of it, and it just, it looks insane. And I just think this is kind of a new version of it. And so, and I would like to see it come back to Kings Island. But my question is... Kings Island has such a local fan base. Do you think plenty of people will remember Flight Commander and not want it to come back and be like, no, that's too similar to Flight Commander. It's not safe. Or do you think it's okay to do some tower ride like this as long as you don't call it Flight Commander? I think if you you were to not bring up the past and you don't compare it to the past, I think it could work. If anything, you know, the general public is going to see it as um, a new, look at this crazy new flat ride. Look at this new ride that spins around and lets me control when I flip upside down. I think they look awesome. And I, but the thing is, I want to, I would put it where Flight Commander was in it, that same. I mean, the pad's there, the queue is there. And you know what? There's probably already power running to it. Like, is that that bad that I want to put a similar ride in a place where some lady died? On a ride just like it? Yeah. I, don't, I, I think I think it's fine. Um, the other place you can put it is it fits the theming of, like, Skyhawk and X-Base, and you can put it back there by, like, Dinos Alive and that section of the park if you didn't want to put it in the spot that it was just in. I feel... I, I like it right there on because it was it was it was right there on Coney Mall, right? Yeah, right at the end, as if you were getting towards Vortex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, let's just I want to put it there. Yeah, I want to I want to put a a circular that's in the air that you can can that you can control your spin on right there. It'll draw people back to that area of the park again. I think it works perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you can have all the drama on KI Central because they're going to open up that section of the park for early entry instead of Diamondback and Beast. And everybody's going to flip out again like they did when they built Windseeker. <laughs> I like that. I have never seen more fanboy rage than when Kings Island announced early entry was going to be Vortex and Windseeker. <laughs> I mean, but, nothing like putting early entry on a ride that you can just walk on any time of the day anyway. Yeah. So, but I, I, that's what I think is coming. The Gerslauer Sky Roller. I'm going to go also out on a limb and say 
that we're going to get added when Winterfest festivities. So you think it's going to go well enough? It's going to go well enough in 2017 um, that they are going to maybe expand it another weekend, um, but they're going to they're going to expand it. Whether that's going to be you know more shows, um, added special guests, um, you know other stuff like that. I think it's going to expand. I I could see that too. Um, I think it's going to be really popular. I, I think Winterfest would have worked had the parks not been sold right at that time. Because mm-hmm. it was right in the transition time between Paramount and Cedar Fair. And I don't think Cedar Fair was ready to commit. And Paramount, I think, was. And had it been like two years earlier they brought Winterfest back, we probably would still see Winterfest. I think so. It's, yeah, I think so. Let's go ahead and move on to... Um, 2019. Um, I don't know if this is where you're going with this and we don't necessarily need 2019, but I don't think we can do this whole episode with not adding to the already best kids area in the world. It's got to happen. We've got to add something to it. And I think we're coming to the time where there's a lot of cool new kids areas that have wacky rides that um that I'm ready to see come to this park. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's kind of I believe Moser builds it, I'm not positive, but it's like a spinning drop ride frog hopper for kids that's like 35 40 feet tall. Six Flags just put one in at Six Flags over Georgia. And I want to see that come along I, I wouldn't mind seeing like a crazy couch. A crazy couch. And I also think we will get a new roller coaster. A new kids roller coaster. Yes. I mean, this is a kids area that has four already. Three and a half. I was like, (laughs) do not pull that surf dog line on me. That's what they call it. So who who do you think I am? Tony Clark? (laughs) Um... Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you could easily add in another um, small coaster of some sort. Um, not, uh, I'm I thinking think something along to, the lines of Beaver Dam, Beaver Dam Land Mine. Okay. Um, yeah, I could see something with like the really long trains. Um, I can't think. What was the company that made those? I can't even think of it right now. I those might actually be Zaire or the Zaire. Trial, trial, that, trial. that or Rivershawn. I don't think they were Rivershawn. Um, I have an idea of where I want it too. All right. Um, I kind of want to get rid of that little amphitheater right there by the butt end of Diamondback. Uh-huh. Or actually the little amphitheater inside of the kids area all the way in the back, you take that out, you'll have a little bit of extra space there um, mm-hmm. for future expansions. Because this park has this park has a lot of show venues. Because you've got that little theater in the kids area. You've got the little theater next to the Eiffel Tower. You've got the theater inside of their fest house. And then you have the theater 
um, right up front to the left, which is like where is that where they have their? They don't do an ice skating show, um, but you know it's the one that looks like a colonial building, and mm-hmm. then you have the actual concert. That's venue. where the Cirque show is, I believe. Yeah, and then you have the concert venue. Like, there's a lot of show venues in this park. I think you could you could risk losing one of them to put in you know a couple new rides and that little section right there where i think they do meet and greets and stuff in that little pavilion get rid of it put in a put in a kids coaster and a new um the spinning drop thing which apparently is the uh zamperla i looked into it okay that, but the thing is really cool. It's like, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I have I have seen it. I saw that and I was like, wow, that's really a futuristic kids ride right there. It's, it looks like an adult ride, only it's much smaller and designed for kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think we're at a point to where you can't add a coaster for kids so much if... You know, a parent. I mean, a parent obviously has to be able to go on it, but I think they need to do the whole. Um, you know, you don't need to have a kid to ride it, uh-huh. kind of thing. But I'm not a huge fan of the small, tiny child coasters anymore. Like, I I think even little kids are not amazed by those anymore. Like, I mean, you mean to. It's hard to do it at this park when you have a little kid's inverted coaster just on the other side of the little land. And you've got Beastie, and you're telling me that your kid's favorite ride is going to be Taxi Jam, the the small mm-hmm. little miller. Now, remember, this park used to have another coaster there. Uh-huh. They had the Scooby-Doo Ghoster Coaster, which was just like the Pterodon Flyers. That's right. I totally forgot about that with the, with the lift. Mm-hmm. With, like, the vertical lift. I did ride that. You didn't have to have a kid with you. Interesting. Went until 2005. Yeah. That was my uh, second year, second time there. I actually rode it. I went, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good trip. But yeah, this I, park actually has a ton of roller coasters. Now that I look about it on there's, RCTV, there's there's so many roller coasters. In this park, like this park, has more than you would think. Um, it's, I mean, a lot of their rides are in their kids area, but you don't, you kind of forget how many attractions are in this park. But so, you think anything else is going to happen in 2019 or? Are you happy with with your decision? Um, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I I I was just I was seeing that. I think that's where we're going. Okay, it's what I would have done. I'm feeling a little bold for 2020. You are. Um, not so much in the addition of things, but kind of in the removal of things. Mm. I think it's it's time to remove the dinosaurs alive that's not very bold it's i was not, thinking you were it, I, I was thinking you were moving <laughs> removing like vortex something or something because you're sitting there and i'm like 
any time now <laughs> Kings Island could say Firehawk is going and I would be like no surprise. I love the Vacoma Flyers. I don't mind them. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to these rumors that uh Ellen's Energy Adventure is going to turn into a Vacoma Flyer. Ooh, I like that. I would be I would be game. I'd be there every day. You would you would probably get a Disney pass. I would a Disney pass. Yeah. Um but I'm thinking let's let's get rid of dinosaurs alive. Um because we need to add a a loop to the back of the park. We need to at least add a spot to where we can put a loop. Um and that loop is going to happen on basically where the service road is back at the end of what is that? Um the racer. So basically what I am thinking is um, over by Windseeker, I'm looking here on the map. They've already, I mean, they've already basically made the entrance for that area uh, with dinosaurs alive and the entrance exit area. You could have it go under there, and then you could use the service road that runs along the like the turnaround and kind of goes around, and then you could loop it back over to the service road that's back behind. Um, Was it Firehawk? And you can still leave all those like maintenance sheds and barns. They don't need to go anywhere. The barns, those those maintenance sheds, because I know uh, some of those maintenance sheds there by Firehawk are actually used for um, houses. So you could leave those there. Just use the dinosaurs alive entrance exit. Go along the service road. Kind of loop around over to the service road that's back behind um, Firehawk. And then you've got a new kind of center area. You've got a new um, back area that you could branch off of. I mean, I'm not even really talking any, you know, major rides being put in. I just, I think they just need to remove that and get that infrastructure built in. Um, but I do want to ride there. I just don't know what it is yet. It's kind of hard to think about planning kind of a layout of a park without adding something huge. Just do it. I mean, because you don't just add a whole new kind of land to a park without it basically being like the biggest expansion in park history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's a it's I mean, Dinosaurs Alive takes up a huge chunk of land. And isn't it free now? Free with your platinum pass. Okay, yeah, it's still, it, it, I think the people that were going to go to it have done it. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're getting any new people to really go in there. I would really be interested to see their profit numbers per year and see where the severe drop off was because we know it's there. The thing is, um, you have the dinosaurs alive thing, you can sell it to schools for field trips. You can. But, but I feel like a lot of schools come to theme parks for field trips anyway. Yeah, they're, but they're physics. more. I was going to say for physics and also for like class trips. Um, so I guess that improved upon it, but it wasn't like theme parks weren't hurting for schools to come anyway. No, and it and it's it's a it's a large section, and you could really do. I mean, because what do they? They don't have per se a like a western town. They've got Rivertown, but it's not western. 
you could actually make like a frontier town back there. Uh huh. If you really that wanted to, like that. I mean, I'm I mean, river river country is sort of that, but not really. Or river town. It's more like Dixie, kind of. Yeah. Turn of the century kind of place. I could see that too. I mean, we're really um, just kind of. I mean, that's kind of a crapshoot, but. So, so you're saying you want to do that, but you don't want to add anything to it? No, I, I didn't say that at all. I want, I want to add something. I just don't know what that is yet. I mean, you are looking at three years after a major roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Well, a GCI is a big roller coaster. I don't per se call it a major, major roller coaster. No, I mean, if you look at it historically, the GCI. I mean, granted, it was a big roller coaster for Dollywood. A big roller coaster for um, uh, Beach Bend, Beach Bend, um, you know parks like that. It's a that's a major and you know expansion, but it's not compared to some of the other. Like, look at the cost of it versus a Diamondback or a Banshee. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Or look at it in Magic Mountain's lineup of coasters. Exactly. Everyone forgets that Apocalypse is even there. Um, that's because it's only working half the time. But. I would like to put something back here. Um, and I, I I don't even need anything major. I don't need like this massive ride, but I do want something there. I kind of want something playful. Um, I kind of want something Mac. A Mac is growing. I mean, more and more parks are building these Mac launch coasters. I mean, does the does the park need another launch coaster? They have what they've got the two, right? Uh huh. They've got the two um, launch coasters, but they could do they they both are very different from each other, and they also still leave room open for another launch coaster. I mean, look at Cedar Point. Look how many launch coasters the thing has. I was so, gonna say, look at King's Dominion. Yeah, look at Dominion. <laughs> I mean, there's there's room for something there, and I think. We could actually get something uh, fun and Mac built there. I'd be even okay with something similar to um, Cobra's Curse with a launch segment and a li- maybe like a lift that goes up and does like this the whole spinning thing and launches. I could, I'm totally fine with that. I think so. Like you're talking modern mine train kind of style ride. I'm talking modern mine spinning mouse kind of adventure. Yes, Cobra's Curse style with some launching, the the wacky lift hill, some nice theming to it. And like personally, my theming so far is is Western, but it could be something completely different. I know, you know. Hell, it could be Egyptian. You could have the giant fucking snake again. <laughs> um, and I, I I like I I want that. That's what I want in that park. I think because as much as Mystic Timbers. For us, we think it is more of like a general public uh, family type of ride. It's not. It's for everybody. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a bigger type of coaster for the general public. It's yeah. um, Little Billy's probably not going to ride that, but he's going to ride a beastie. He is. So well, we got the height requirement on Cobra. Is it forty? It is forty two. Now that I'm speaking, yeah. I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a forty two inch ride. A very accommodating forty two inch ride too. Um, for the most part, 
the the queue had a whole bunch of signs saying not everybody fits on the ride, but um, it was it was it's pretty accommodating, which I think is neat. It's like Fire Chaser Express. Did you get have How, you gone yet? Have I done Cobra? No. Yeah, I wrote it during the hurricane. Oh yeah, you went over there because yeah, Nicole wanted to go with you guys, but we have cats, so oh. um, yeah, it, w- it wouldn't have really worked out with without being in the hotel room. Although our hotel room next door had turkeys in it. Really? Yeah. yeah, they were probably pretty lenient on animals with everything like that. So yeah, I mean there was a there was a deposit you had to pay, but you get the deposit back. Okay, and okay. um. And you could take your pet as long as it wasn't a reptile. Well, I'll look forward to hearing your review of King's Island, or uh, Bush Gardens Tampa on In the Loop. Friday night we're recording. All right, sounds good. But yeah, let's. I want. Yeah. I want to put that ride. I'm. I'm. I'm putting it on. That's the ride I want. I want it to be. It's probably not going to be the second one. There'll probably be another one built before then. But I want it to have be that playful, interact with your environment. Um, family launching spinning coaster wacky and i'm talking about other wacky things too like um things like track parts move and yeah like technologically advanced mac coaster i i totally agree yeah and uh, you know with that comes the whole big um, preparing for another wing of King's Island because mm-hmm. when they dropped in Firehawk, they kind of blocked themselves in, and so this is a way to kind of open things back up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it's going to be like. You know, the back of the park loop makes sense. All right. Um, are there any anniversaries coming up at all that we should probably consider? Um, I mean, the 45th one already happened, so Big 50 is probably coming soon. When was 45? I mean, the park opened in 1993. It didn't open up in 93. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it opened, opened in up 1972. In, the park first opened in 1972, which means that, what? Um, 2022? 2022, yeah. So that's our last year we have written on here, so let's prepare for that. Um so 2021, I, I got something you're going to like that, that I think is coming. Oh, wait, shoot it. Shoot me. What a, we got? a giant beer festival because they have their Oktoberfest section of the park. Mm-hmm. And they've got and the they've got the fest house. I'm thinking Oktoberfest festival in like, September. Like, like the first during Oktoberfest. Yeah, during Oktoberfest time. I'm thinking they have an Oktoberfest festival before Haunt starts. So, like, it's going to be a little bit beforehand. So, it's probably going to be, like, the last bit of August, the first bit of September, that last, like, two weeks of the year when, like, people are, should we go back to the theme parks, should we kids in school, all of that kind of thing. Oktoberfest. I like it. I've You've seen, I've already written it on the outline. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Um, the, these these beer festivals have been popping up at parks all over the place um, just within the past couple of years. And, you know, getting a chance to do Cedar Points this year was absolutely fantastic. Um, I got hammered drunk. It was inexpensive. Um, I got crazy drunk. I tried a ton of new beers that I couldn't get down here. I was happy. There was a band playing music. I was in a familiar, happy place. 
that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I mean, they do a, they do a, like a barbecue and beer festival here, but they do it in the beginning of the year. There's no, re- there's nothing in the, there's nothing in the rules of these festivals that says you can only have one per year. Uh huh. So why can't we have two? And you know what? Let's branch, let's branch off and do Oktoberfest and do a, um, a Winterfest drink festival too. Oh, I can see that too. Like, yeah, that's, that's your time where, Guess what beer you're getting? You're getting the Great Lakes Brewing Company's, you know, Winter Ale. Mm-hmm. That beer that everybody goes crazy over that I absolutely hate. <laughs> I have never had anything from Great Lakes that I've been impressed with, to be honest. Oh, that's my favorite brewery. Um, do you you probably don't remember him. Uh, do you remember his name was Andrew? He was my roommate in 2009 at Cedar Point. Mm. He worked Gemini. Oh, the blonde kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know him. I, I that's went, his. That's his uncle's company. Is Great Lakes Brewing Company. I'm gonna give him a call. I'm gonna say, hey, you got to bring that down to Florida because I'm thirsty. Um, yeah. So we always had had Great Lakes in our in our room. Their Lake Erie Monster. Yeah. That was. Um, I found cheap pints of it on Putin Bay. Don't remember coming home. Ended up talking to a dog. It was a great night. You know, I I think I do actually like something. They have like the the the, the session IPA. Mm-hmm. It's it's like canoe or paddle. No, that one canoe paddler is um. I want to say isn't that Sam Adams or Lennon Kugel? Uh, they I don't know. Great Lakes are a lot. There are a lot of big beers, but their Burning River is really good. It's a really good solid pale ale. I think that might have been what I'm talking about. I'm I'm thinking 2021. Let's keep this one short and simple. 2021, no big attractions. We're just doing festivals because we have to prepare. This is not the year for um, big expansion at Kings Island. This is this is one of the other Cedar Fair parks is getting the big expansion in preparation. Isn't that for, the park up north? Oh, no, the park up north did it in 2020. Yeah, that's 2020. So they, yeah, I, this is. This is an off year. This isn't, I mean, it's an off year for rides, but it's going to be a fantastic year for drinkers. Uh huh. This, this is the kind of thing that makes me go, oh, well, we have to go back now. (laughs) Might get you to come back to three different times to Kings Island. (laughs) 2022. I want something big. I want something exciting. I want, like, I want Cedar Fair to really kind of, kind of you know honor the the park's fiftieth anniversary. And I'll tell you what I also want. What do you want? I want that big, giant, gaudy front gate building gone forever. I want a revamped front entry with the Rob Decker trademarked front entrance coaster. Yep, but you are going to have a fantastic view. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to tell you, I've been dreaming about this front entrance coaster. It's going to be similar. I don't know what type of ride it's going to be. And it could be it could be everything, including the Giga Coaster. But it's doing a ginormous fucking vertical loop that the pathway is going to go through. So it's going underground a little bit. Similar yeah. to a fury, mm-hmm. but it's a giant vertical loop that you walk underneath or you walk through 
to get up to the new front entrance building. The only the only downside of this. No, never mind. I think you're gonna have to remove something though. It's gonna be one of two things. Uh-huh. You need to either remove that theater, the in- the in- indoor theater up front, uh-huh. or Invertigo comes out. Invertigo's gone. Invertigo's gone. Okay. That's that's what I thought as well, because then it's going to kind of push the entrance forward a little bit. It, it's kind of interesting where you actually, I think, will put your entrance uh, kind of along where, like, the Sky Coaster is over by, like, Drop Tower and stuff. So you're going to go around your theater... That's what I was thinking. Anyway. You moving the entrance over there? No, no, no. That's oh, no, the entrance no, no, no. the ride is going to be. Okay, yeah, okay. The entrance to the ride. So are we are we getting rid of other things as well? Is I don't think you have to necessarily. Um I'd keep the concert hall. It's a cool idea. It is. Um I mean that's where what cheerleading competitions happen and that's where when I mean, they get music acts there. It's not like it's an mm-hmm. unused theater. It's not like the one we removed at Carol. You know, what did we remove one? Yeah, we moved, removed the one in uh, California's Great America. We took that mm-hmm. out of there. But like, so they, the park has land sort of where Son of Beast Station still is. And you know what? To be honest, we don't even have to remove Invertigo. Now that I'm looking at that path, like going around. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't have to remove it. It can stay. Keep it there. Now, the big question is, what kind of ride do you want? Um, in my mind and on paper, the safe bet is, um, another B&M giga. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the safe bet. Um, I could also see, I kind of also see Intamin trying to get back into the North American market. Um, that's it. This, this exact chain is the hardest one to sell to, I think for them. Cedar Fair has been burned very hard by Intamin, and they're they're not in the best of relationships right now. Um, you've also got other, you know, manufacturers out there like Mac could be getting into this area. Also, um, look at that new coaster that there's that competition with. What is it? Energy Energy Land, where you've got the Vacoma and the Intamin actually competing with the public. The public chooses. Yeah. What ride they want. Vacoma might be making a comeback. Vacoma might be getting that big. Um, and I was going to say, Gerslauer just did a 200-foot-tall coaster in uh, in Europe. No, like, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're getting into gigas outside of Intamin or B&M. Um, obviously, the clear choice here with the working relationship is B&M. But mm-hmm. it's, also, it's also, it's 2016, and we're looking at... Um, six years from now, no, five years from now. Uh huh. So I mean, it's it's it. I'm gonna say it's B and M. I'm gonna say it's a B and M, and it's going to be the first B and M that inverts because I like your idea inverting with out over the shoulders. I think you're right. I think we're gonna see inverting clamshell giga coaster. Hmm. Um, I want something. I want something crazy. Um, even if it's just the one vertical loop, that's um, what I'm saying. 
vertical loop, but it's it's tight enough to where the positive G's are keeping you in your seat the whole time, so there's no chance. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want that moment of hang like you get on um, Dominator. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I want it to be a pretty forceful loop. But I could I could totally see um, using the Son of Beast kind of the station there and having it go out towards the parking lot between the theater and um, flight deck and having it that be the lift going straight up and then doing a kind of a turning drop. I will say I was never a fan of turning drops till I got off Expedition G-Force and holy crap that 87 degree turning drop like, I, yeah I want to I want to like that's what I want I want to you the crap out of your seat I want a super and you've tight got the lateral I want a super tight lateral humph going down right there I want to have you get us a nice hey you might yeah get us a nice good steep airtime hill there go down go right into that loop right mm-hmm. um I mean I know you're looking at the map too I don't know if you're looking at Google or Bing um but you've got those kind of those two thin little roads right there you've got the whole kind of entrance plaza before you get to the park uh-huh. right and you've got those two little um th- well there's a couple of them but thin roads I want that to kind of be the entrance um like the entrance to the plaza so I want that to be where the main moment is where it's interacting with the loop so you kind of cross under it you're not in the park yet you're not at the Mm -hmm. turnstiles yet but it's very similar to a fury yep and then it can go off i mean you've got plenty of room um back you can build directly over your hr buildings hr all the the you know the shop buildings and stuff like that um the only question i have is now does its return trip is that where it plays with similar to um, your Cedar Point and have it go right over top of the toll of the ticket booths? Or not the ticket booths, the turnstiles? Or does it utilize maybe that tunnel loop area again? Uh, I think either one could work. So we could do either one. Um, if you do it over the actual physical entrance itself, it's you're going to have a bit of it that's going over top of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... I mean, this park doesn't really have an issue with things going over top of things. Um, so I don't see that being too much of an issue. I like this idea. I think nothing says this is our anniversary big celebration year other than this. Mm-hmm. So, And I think it's also, you've come to the point where, oh, cool, another Giga. What's different about this one? Oh, and my God, that is- goes upside down. Uh-huh. Like, holy crap. 300-foot ride with a 100-foot loop in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think, I mean, looking at this list here, I'm not going to go back next year. Um, It's not worth it to me right now. Mainly uh-huh. because if I'm going to Kings Island, I'm probably going to bundle it with Cedar Point. You know. So, 2017, I'm not going back. 2018, mm-hmm. you can bet your ass I'm going back to Cedar Point. So... I'm going to make my stop over at Kings Island. I get a new coaster. I get a sweet new, um, that, I mean, you and I, we don't really do flat rides. No. But you know what? I would try a Gerslauer uh, Skyroller. This is one I would do. I would do I it. really want to try it. Um, 
I don't need to come back in 2019, but I'm already coming back in 2020. I'm coming back in 2021. I'm coming back in 2022. Uh-huh. Like they are, they've already sealed my deal coming back. And I think this is the most successful of the, of our list of stuff that we've said, that's going to get me mm-hmm. to come back. Oh, I agree. And I, I don't think anything here is not out of the realm of possibility. Just looking at what they've done in the past, they expand their kids area every couple of years. Mm-hmm. This is like their top tier coat. They're one of the top tier parks in the chain. And they have kind of fallen the, into this almost pattern over the years. So, you know, coaster, flat ride, kids area, coaster, flat ride, other thing. You know, it kind of, they've, they've done this. So this might be one of our more realistic predictions. No, totally agree. Um, And I think it, I think it's all possible and I think it's all pretty exciting. So... Um, just quickly going through before we end our longest episode that we've done yet. Um, 2017, which has already been announced, uh, Mystic Timbers Winterfest. Um, and then also we added on to it a, um, it's still a work in progress, season long fast lane, um, maybe all day, maybe just after four, um, maybe with like an after four, but if you spend X amount, which would be significantly less than the full day, you get the full day as well. Um, 2018 is the return of flight commander, not in name, but kind of in spirit using Gerslauer's sky roller going into the exact old location of the old flight commander. Um, and then kind of expanding Winterfest a little bit more, um, making it more of a family friendly, um, kind of destination winter thing. Cause there's nothing really going on in that area of the country for Winterfest. Is there? I mean, I have no idea. Cincinnati zoo might have something. I mean, but, I know zoos do I mean, a lot like of lights branching stuff, off further. The nearest place that's going to have anything is what? Uh, does Six Flags Great America have one? No, it's too cold. Yeah. Does Kennywood have something? Yes. So Kennywood has something, and then Dollywood has something, and that's probably your close mm-hmm. sparks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, both about four hours exactly. So you're not really with this is. It's a good place to have this. Um, then in 2019. We're going to expand the kids' area a little bit. Um, we're going to remove that little amphitheater there. Um, use that space for a new coaster. We were using the Beaverland Mine um, slash Catwoman's Whip slash um, Harley Quinn um, coaster. As an idea, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but something along those lines and one of those um, uh, Zamperla spinning drop things. They're new, they're fun, maybe even as a crazy couch in there, you know? Yeah. Something, you know, just, this is for kids. They don't need anything crazy, so. But I think they need to always constantly keep their kids' area in the news. Mm-hmm. They do, and that's why they've gotten the gold ticket every time. Um, 2020, this is kind of, they might actually call this the largest expansion in um, Kings Island history. This is going to be kind of, prepping for post um 50th anniversary expansions this is the adding of the back loop behind like racer and firehawk uh removing of the dinosaurs alive and kind of just doing something fun you know you know obviously infrastructure bathrooms quick food stands um but the mac wacky coaster launch spin thing I don't even know what it is. It's just, it's crazy. I want like people to go, Mac built that? And I, just, I, I, have, a, I have a good feeling. Mm-hmm. 
We're also not the demographic on that. We aren't, but I think if we, I am in the demographic of a park expansion. Uh huh. To ex- but, uh, for potential future growth, I would say this is something for mom, dad, kids to ride, grandma to enjoy watching, thinking it looks fun, mm-hmm. and uh, um, the legend. Yeah, and teenagers together. So like everybody rides together on this one. Exactly. Some people's favorite ride, but it's the ride that everyone comes off having fun on. Like when Backlot was built, or back when it was the Italian job. That's a great, fun little ride. No one really cares about it so much anymore, but it was a great, fun ride when it was built. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm looking at here, too. Um, 2021, year of the festivals. Year, this is fest year. Um, we're, we're putting in Oktoberfest. It's going to be indoor. It's going to be outdoor. There's going to be... Uh, beer stands you know we're not just limiting it to german beers i want craft beers in there and stuff too like mm-hmm. like emphasize beer um and then also um we're doing with Winterfest this year guess what comes christmas beer fest um where you're gonna have like you know you can do the food stuff you know it's it might be a little different like maybe like pot roast or cookie cookies cookie like basically do it like um, SeaWorld does with their Christmas celebration. Yeah. But the thing is, like, Winterfest is like a nighttime thing. So you're going to start in the afternoon. This could be push your park hours, open a couple extra hours early to start with this stuff. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, yeah, you've got um, you've got little, like, beer tents hanging up. You've got people doing carols. You've got a couple, you know, maybe a couple flat rides open. You know, just a good time. Flight Commander could be open. Flight Commander. Let's do it. Flight Commander. Even, you know, I don't even know where we'd put this. Maybe put this on Coney Mall. Maybe put it in that mm-hmm. new area. Who knows? Um, but then 2022, the big 50th anniversary, Kings Island front entry coaster. Uh, with It's the first uh, potential B&M giga um, where, where um, we're going to go invert. We're going to... You know, it's going to do something crazy. It's going to use the in front entrance and it's going to be big. Very excited. So, Ryan, where can I find you on the Internet? All right. You can find me at the Park Guides on Twitter, um, on YouTube. Just search for the Theme Park Guides. Um, and when I'm drinking stuff, I put it up on Untapped at Eisentrout. Where can I find you? Uh, I am at Drew the Intern on uh, YouTube.com slash In the Loop Podcast. Untapped at Drew the Intern. Um, and uh, on Twitter, we are all at the theme uh, at Park Blueprints. And then you can email us at themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. So that about does it. Yeah. So, it's time to go to Horror Nights. Yeah, we have to get ready and I'll, I'll meet you at Horror Nights. Sounds good. So uh, maybe we'll finally get back in that chance house and it'll be a wait that is reasonable enough to actually do. Let's hope so. All right. So... Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Until next time. That's it. So, I, don't, I don't have one. No. There's no closing here. Sorry. No, there still isn't. There still isn't one. All right, um, bye, guys. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Vacation? a great vacation full of thrills come to the only place thrills are paramount stop by wendy's and pick up coupons for a full seven dollars off two-day general admission paramount's king's island 